E-S-N-Y. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell Jets fans. I'm an idiot. After the draft, after McCagnan selected another blue chip, can't miss, defensive tackle, and this is nothing against Quinn and Williams. Listen, he could, he could still turn out to be a good player in the NFL. But at number three, he's got to be impact right away. And even without an injury, he's not impact. He's just another guy. But after that draft, the hype was out of control. It was window dressing. Le'Veon Bell, Mosley. Mosley is a hell of a player. Le'Veon Bell earning every dollar of that contract. Again, nothing against the players. This is about how to build a winning team. It's not about Bell. It's not about Mosley. After that draft... I said, beware of the hype. The reason teams have money during the offseason is because they didn't develop and they couldn't pay pay players. That's not a good sign when you have money. The infrastructure was not there. This is the result of signing a stud workhorse without an offensive line, without an infrastructure. It's a waste. But after that draft, I said 6-10, 6-10, six six wins. Maybe seven. Joe Douglas coming in. Ryan Khalil coming in. Changed my tune. Got me to be a little more positive. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. To think a 34-year-old center is going to help complete a disastrous unit. You know, Semele's okay. He's a solid left guard. He's not a world beater like everyone had you believe going in. He's solid. But I'm a moron. I needed to stick with that six-win pr- prediction. Instead, I went nine. I think I went nine and seven on the official preview on ESNY. I'm not making that mistake again. When personnel... And team builders don't do the right thing with the infrastructure of the roster. There's no overcoming it. Incredibly lucky schedules, lucky breaks. It has to it has to align perfectly to overcome it. Cleveland Browns 23-3. I was there. It was a disaster watching it. Poor Trevor Simeon. He had no chance. Kelvin Beecham, I mean, folks, the Jet. I've been saying it for years now. The Jets tackle situation, Beecham and Shell, ranks among the worst in the league. No one wants to face this. I, I don't understand why. There's a common theme that some Jets fans actually thought Beecham was elite once upon a time. He's never made a Pro Bowl. The the very year he left the Jaguars to sign with the Jets, the Jaguars went from a bad running team, ranked in the 20s, to number one in the league. 
with Cam Robinson at left tackle. And don't give me Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette only had, uh, if I got the numbers correctly, like 55, 60% of the total rushing yards. This Jets O-line has been a disaster for a decade. All right, not, not a true disaster for a decade, but it's been bad since 2011. And it always starts up front. Always. Look at the playoff teams every year. Phil Simms said this on uh, Russo, on Mad Dog, Friday. Look at the playoff teams every year. Last year, Pats, Rams, Saints, Chiefs, Eagles. What do they all have in common? Not quarterback. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Listen, I'm not trying to crap all over Foles, but you're telling me Darnold doesn't have the talent Foles does? It's the offensive line that they all have in column, uh, all have in common. Coaching the offensive line. Schematically, aggressively pursuing young offensive linemen. New Orleans lost Max Unger, their center. They didn't rest on their laurels and say, hey, we've, we have four other good guys. No, they traded up in the second round and got their guy in Eric McCoy from Texas A&M. Offensive lines start everything. Sam Darnold's development means nothing until the offensive line is fixed. Nothing. Players get handicapped. When Jamal wanted dogs in the spring, I kept saying, Jamal, the dogs you want are on the offensive line and at edge. Those are the dogs you want. Sure, Le'Veon works fine. Mosley works fine. But those guys are handicapped. If the trenches are not won. And this is what you saw against Cleveland. Miles Garrett lived in the Jets' backfield. Beecham, I don't know what to say. It's just a talent problem. He's 30. He's 30 years old. Osemele, 30 years old. Khalil, 34 years old. Winters, I think he's 27 or 28. Shell, 27. He's an older, younger player. He was older when he dra- when he graduated. Or I don't know if he graduated. When he left college. I think Shell was a four-man guy in college, but let's not get the facts wrong. I'll let you guys research that. The last first-round pick. The last first-round offensive line pick for the Jets, 2006. Mangold to Brickishaw. Last second-round offensive line pick, 2010. Vlad Dukas, who won Mr. Ugly in Hard Knocks. Actually, he came in second and third, and they gave it to that uh, DB Jackson was his name. I forget, but the DB they hazed on the field, they gave him the first. You don't want to give the ugly guy the prize. You know, give him second and third and give him a break there. That is a football crime of the highest degree. To not select a first-round offensive lineman in 14 seasons. 13, technically, but whatever. Second round since 2010. It's a crime. Best available player is garbage. Best available player doesn't hit his ceiling, doesn't is handicapped because the four-man pass rush isn't getting to the quarterback. You think Leonard Williams is really this bad in real life? 
yeah, I think he's underperforming too. But he is severely handicapped. Jamal Adams, severely handicapped. Sam Darnold, severely handicapped. Le'Veon Bell, God bless him. He's earning every dollar, and he's remaining positive today. Jamal Adams, the whole social media thing. Social media is so ridiculous. It's just a distraction. And listen, I know Jamal's young. He comes from the social media age, so it's it's significant uh, when you're when you're feeling down and your emotions get the best of you to unfollow and distance yourself. Jamal's not that dude, though. He's not going to distance himself. He's going to take it on. So maybe he got caught in a moment of weakness. Shouldn't be a story. Shouldn't be an issue. He's the right guy the Jets need to help lead them out of this. Don't take the woe is me attitude. And he won't do that. Le'Veon's not doing it. Mosley's not doing it. Gase is not doing it. Today, conference call, Gase put blame on himself with the play calling. Yeah, I think he could have done some more things. Could have chipped the left set, the left side, the left edge with Miles Garrett, helped Beecham. But this is professional football, folks. You gotta at least be average out there in handling this guy. Stud edge rushers should not have that impact. That was beyond ridiculous what we saw on Monday Night Football. Also, the Browns blitzed the hell out of the Jets. They took the Bills playbook from the week before. Aggressive. Ten guys on the line of scrimmage. Press coverage. Single high safety. Said, what do you got? Can you beat me downfield? I don't think you can. And I know Robbie Anderson's fast, but I don't even, I'm not even scared of him. So I'm going to pressure Simeon. I'm going to pressure your quarterback. And until you beat me, I'm not going to change. And that's exactly what happened. And the Jets couldn't beat them. The final statistics, how misleading, 23-3, to wasn't even that close. Baker Mayfield had the best 325-yard game of any quarterback in history. He was not good. Missed open guys everywhere, 19-35, to one touchdown, one pick. Luke Falk, 20-25, 198. You can't gauge Falk's game. The game was already broken. You know, the Browns weren't into it. The penalties, if I see another penalty, I'll lose my mind. Penalties, driving me nuts. What was the final penalty number? 12 on the Jets for 89, 9 on the Browns for 85. Time of possession, 30-19 for the Jets, 29-41 for the Browns. Passing for the Jets, 169 yards, 305 for the Browns. In reality, Jets passing yardage, look at it around 50 yards. The rest of it was in garbage time. After the game was fractured, broken. Total plays, 59 apiece. Le'Veon Bell went for over 100, gave it his all, that fumble, you can't fault him. He actually covered up with two hands, too. Just happened. Robbie Anderson is not a number one receiver. He's a nice number three. Uh, throw him in there for a nine route receiver. N three receiver who can't play the slot. That's, that's what he is. And usually you want your number three receiver to be the slot man. But Greg Williams, defense played well. Defense played a right. Leonard Williams, I thought, didn't play well. Jordan Jenkins left the game. That didn't impact their edge rush one bit, folks. In fact, it might have improved it a little bit. Jordan Jenkins, I love the guy. Great locker room presence, just like Beecham. 
but his strength is against the run. He's a run support edge, whether it's 3-4 outside linebacker or 4-3 D end. When the going gets tough and you have to pin your ears back and get to the quarterback, George Jenkins cannot be on the field. And this is the problem. They are massively missing that personnel on the edge. And Greg Williams is forced to put Henry Anderson on one side, Jordan Jenkins on the other. Doesn't work. Last night, he got Basham in there. Basham made one nice play. Uh, got Phillips in there a little bit. Phillips is a bigger guy like Henry. Not exactly that big. He's kind of a more of a tweener. But they got to find that guy. They don't have it. They're, they're attempting to find it. They were rotating all summer. They just don't have it. And it's the previous regime's fault that they don't have an edge, haven't had one in a generation, and the offensive line is just awful. You can't try to patch it up with Ryan Clady. You can't try to patch it up with Beecham. You can't do it. Spencer Long, you got to be kidding me. Number three pick this year was the perfect opportunity to trade down, collect assets, grab a mid to late first round offensive lineman. There were plenty there. And even two offensive linemen. One in the second round as well. Or take an edge. Or take Winovich instead of Polite. You wonder how the draft would have shaken out if Joe Douglas had the job. You wonder if Joe Douglas would have chosen Adam Gase to be his head coach. I think Joe Douglas is the right GM. I think he has the right mindset, mentality, and he said all the right things. It starts with the trenches and the quarterback. Something McCagnan, the previous regime, Idzik never uttered. You must first complete the unit before you start worrying about adding best available player. Because best available player is handicapped until the unit is completed. Gase's play calling. Why does Gase and Bass's play calling look so damn similar? Bubble screens, inside zone splits. Bates and Dennison ran a lot more outside stretches, but Gase doesn't. You know why? Because Shell and Beecham are not good. Everything's to the inside because they're running behind Khalil and Osemele and Winters, who are run blocking very well. Winters is a great is a good run blocker. He struggles when he has to stand up. But bubble screens, flares, everything short, three step empty sets. Why does Base and Gates look so similar play calling? It's not rocket science. It's because the offensive line is terrible. If you can't block them, you can't do anything. There is no chess. There is no thinking ahead if your offensive line can't at least play on an average level. And it's scary because this offensive line is one of the highest paid lines in the league. It's because they're older guys and the Jets don't have any young talent on the line. Adoga is the only guy and I don't know if he's worth anything. I don't know. I will find out if he gets in there. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But credit Greg Williams. The coverage was tremendous last night. Tremendous. Benching Tremaine Johnson. There's another McCagnan Butte. Benching Tremaine Johnson allowed the Jets to be able to play man-to-man coverage. Against the Bills, anytime they went to man, John Brown torched Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson is a very slow cornerback. When you have Tremaine Johnson on your defense, anything in man, unless the receiver is very slow as well, doesn't work. 
it has to be zone. So benching Jermaine Johnson took balls from Gase and Greg Williams. Is it, is it a shocker? Is it a story? Yeah, but it was the right football move. There's no question about that. Nate Hairston played well. Man coverage on OBJ, the OBJ one-handed catch. Hey, you can't ask for more than that. Great coverage. If OBJ beats you with that, you tip your hat and move on and say, good D, get after it again. Poole, Roberts, Hairston, May. May is a great center fielder too. Adams, great coverage last night. Cashman and Hewitt were even solid as well, except for the slant that OBJ took to the house, which was a zone. And I got to watch it again. Who was it? Was it in between Hewitt and Poole, maybe? I forget who it was. I'm going to be doing some film uh, tomorrow at some point. But the coverage was great. The point is the coverage was great. The pass rush was awful. Williams didn't blitz much. I think if he had, it would have been worse. But the four, five-man rush never got to Mayfield. Mayfield was bad, too. I'm not a huge Mayfield fan. I wasn't coming out of college. I like Josh Allen better. It's still up for debate. Darnold was number one for me. Allen was number two. And then Mayfield and Rosen were kind of the other guys. And Lamar Jackson, too. By the way, off topic, Lamar Jackson... He Don't crown him yet. Greg Roman is running that Ravens offense flawlessly. Same, the same guy who ran Kaepernick, helped Kaepernick, the rushing attack, the pistol, under Harbaugh when Kaepernick and the Niners got to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson's throws have been relatively easy. He's thrown some nice beauties at times. But against the Dolphins, the Cardinals, wait until defenses, good defenses, have to make them do it from the pocket. I'm rooting for the kid. I'm rooting for the kid, but I, I'm very skeptical. I don't think he's a big-time NFL quarterback. But anyway, what were we talking about? The Jets? Uh, man, it's actually nice talking about a a success story, another team other than the Jets. Just kind of smacked me in the face there with pleasantness. 23-3, off to New England. They're going to be 0-3. Then the bye, and then I do think Darnold will be back in week five. I do. I said going in, Lev Bell, O-line, it's going to take an entire month to gel to their highest capability. Um, the only question is, what's that ceiling? What's the talent on the offensive line like? I said Bell had over 100 yards. 68 yards on the ground. I think it was over 100 combined. But, you know, he's, he's busting it out there. There's nothing you could do. No negative word can be uttered about Le'Veon Bell. Even if you didn't want to sign him like I didn't want to sign him, due to salary cap reasons, you don't need the running back when the offensive line is not yet there. You can't, Everything about Bell has to be positive. Everything. The man is doing everything. He's spreading positive messages. Tremendous. Tremendous at the moment. But the Pats coming up, um, going to be 0-3. Book it. Falk is going to start. Trevor Simeon, ankle injury. I'm sure. I'm still not sure what exactly the injury was. It looked like a dislocated ankle uh, watching the highlights from up top. But I don't know. Um, what will Brady do 
to this defense. I mean, you can't even imagine right now what's going to happen in Foxborough. Jeff will be going to that one, not me. I'll have to tend to the website while Jeff has his fun in week three, Foxborough on the road. Maglio Chetty of the Jets All the Way podcast. But listen, you can't evaluate Gase. You can't evaluate Darnold. I know he missed. Can't evaluate Bell. Can't evaluate Jamal Adams. Can't evaluate any of these guys, really. The Browns are not a good football team. It's evident they're just not that good. You can't evaluate these guys until the infrastructure is set. Joe Douglas knows this. He unfortunately hasn't had a draft. The previous regimes have set this franchise back. And no, it doesn't it won't take 5 years to rebuild. It takes one good draft, one good offseason to get in the mix of competitiveness. Yeah, it's going to take two or three for title hopes. But offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. It's outrageous that it's been 14 years. In 2006, they take Mangold, Brick, have a roster that a lot of NFL experts call the worst talent in the league, and they win 10 games. Coincidence? No, it's not. It's not. This game is won in the trenches, no matter the rules. It's still won in the trenches. It's not difficult to figure out. Until they figure that figure out the right guys to lead the charge on that five-man unit that nearly takes up half the offense, five of eleven, and get a finesse guy on the edge to help out the beasts inside. And the secondary, this team isn't going anywhere. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line.